What's up, everyone? This is Chris Weidman. Today on the MMA on SiriusXM podcast, I'm joined by Steven Wonderboy Thompson to discuss his UFC Orlando main event against Kevin Holland, the state of the welterweight division, and what special guests will be walking him out this weekend. Take a listen. My kind of brother-in-law, Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Let's go. You're, you're kind of brother-in-law. I, we are kind of. We are kind of. I, find, I, I like most of the time I just go brother-in-law, but then some yeah, yeah, yeah. like elaborate, you know, some people know us better. Like, all right, let me just explain to you the real deal. And you know what? To start off the show, Wonderboy, why don't you do, do us all a favor for all the people out there wondering, did you marry my sister? Are we brother-in-laws? <laughs> no, dude, I did not marry your sister. Yeah, you uh, this guy married your sister. Oh, there's that. Oh, okay. That guy. There he is. That's my, that's my brother, oh. younger brother, uh, Tony, sweet tea. And he married your sister. Oh. And now I have three youngins and maybe 18 more on the way. What a dirtbag. He said you know, minimum. <laughs> I, I brought you guys into my gym to train with me for some big fights. I got to become really close with you. And then you happen to bring out your brother. And then somehow your brother and my sister decided to check each other out. I know. I think it was a secret. I think they did it behind her backs. I'm kidding. No, it was during the Leo Tomachita fight. Is yeah. when Tony came out and we hung out at your pool. Yep. And that's how that situation happened. And then your wife got involved and then my mom got involved and they kind of schemed up this little ordeal. And now they're married. It's all and- it's- just a funny quick story, then we'll get into uh, MMA stuff probably. Okay. Maybe, who knows? But um, the one time we were at Great Adventure, if people don't know, that's like the theme oh park in New Jersey, you know, roller coasters and all that. And <laughs> we're there with Tony, Colleen, my wife, uh, Wonder Boy, and I don't know who else was there. But at one point, Wonder Boy thinks he's so slick. <laughs> so we're going on roller coaster rides, and like, you know, Wonder Boy's sitting with Tony, and I'm sitting with, you know, my sister. Or whatever, and we're going on all these different roller coasters rides. We get to, you know, we get to like the third roller coaster, and one of the boys was like, "Hey guys, I got a great idea. This time, Tony, why don't you go with Colleen and Chris? You come with me." And I'm just looking at him like, "Bro, do you think I don't know what's happening right now? Do you think I don't know what you're trying to pull off?" They and all, I'm a very overprotective brother. Even though I, at this point in my life, I was like, you know what? At some point, I'm going to have to allow my sister to grow up and to have a boyfriend without me, like, having a severe problem with it. <laughs> so I let it go. And ever since that roller coaster ride, through ups and downs, they became married. That's and right. uh, now we got three nephews and nieces. I remember we got Crazy. sick on that trip. Remember, we had those bagels. And then the first ride, we rode it, like, back to back roller coaster and i actually threw i had to make myself throw up i felt so well i think wasn't tony was it tony thrown up on the way there did did tony get hung over or something the night before i think so (laughs) and he had like a he had a belly i think he was also nervous because of colleen the anxiety was coming in the butterflies that whole weekend was crazy man because we did that right we went out we went out the, the day before and then the day after that we went to um Kevin James's son's birthday party, which was which is almost like another theme park. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it was. We were riding dirt bikes and everything. Had like a dirt balloon. Bikes. He had a zip I line. Eating. I think was that when he had the zip line. It was like a hundred yard zip yeah. line that they had put up, like like a, re- a rented zip line. Yeah, with professionals I mean, it there. Was, it was like a bouncy house extravaganza. 
Yeah. I remember that. It was Laser crazy. Laser tag, I think they had set up. Bowling. We went, we, we bowled at his bowling alley that he had. Yeah. That was awesome. That was fun. He actually is going to be out in Orlando right around the time you were fighting. He's bringing, he's bringing really? his, yeah, he's bringing his family out there for Disney World. And so I'm still trying to figure out if I'm coming out to your fight or not. Like I'm trying to get a paid gig, like something to like, so Let I don't have to go. pay for everything to get out there. Yeah. Um, and then I would hang out with him. He said, maybe play some golf and, you know, get some workouts in. Uh, yeah, dude. Like on I mean, Friday I, or something. With, with, uh, with him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you got well, to get him on. Right after you cut weight, if you want, we could actually probably do that too. You could jump in. It would be awesome. Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> right after I cut weight, no, that's okay. Dude, I saw Wade 184 uh, Saturday. I drank two gallons yesterday. So I'm 186. I got to drink another two gallons today. And then uh, cut a half a gallon off each day leading up to the weight, weight cut. So you know, how, you know how it all works. Yeah, I bet. Can you explain that? So basically, he's in fight week now. Today's Monday. So you started yesterday with your water load. You want to explain yeah, yeah. That a little bit of like what yeah. that is and what you're doing? So uh, naturally, your body weight will drop because you're training two to three times a day. You know, you're watching a little bit here and there what you eat. So I naturally get down to about 185. And then I walk around about 195, so which isn't too crazy. But uh, so the week of the fight, that Sunday, I start a, I, I do a water load. So I'll drink two. I used to drink three gallons. That was the worst. Two gallons of water. And then um, today I drink two gallons and then I cut a half a gallon. So you want to saturate your body with water. So that way, once you're doing, you know, I have a nutritionist that comes in, prepares my meals throughout the week. I'm still losing weight, but still really drinking the water hard. And then Thursday, I stop all consumption of food uh, around, I think, like three. And then I'll go down and do a little workout. And the water just comes off. It's like your body's ready to get rid of it. And then Thursday, it just, you know, it just comes off. What weight do you think you're going to be down to just from the water load? You're still eating, you know, three times, four times a day, but with no sodium. What weight do you think you're going to be at before you do that last cut on Thursday, probably night? Probably I try to get down to like eight or nine pounds or 10 pounds, something like that. Yeah. And then I'll start the cut there. So yeah. So I'll still be eating. It's actually delicious food. Tyler Minton is doing, he's been doing my, uh, my, my weight cut process and, and my meal planning throughout the week. It's really good stuff, but I'm also losing weight, which is crazy. And it might be, it might just taste good because I'm so depleted, you know, I'm, I'm still losing the weight. But, uh, yeah, I'll try to get down to, like, 10 pounds at my heaviest before I start to cut. Awesome. So Thursday is when that starts. I try to do it as late as possible. If you're just tuning in right now, this is Won't Back Down Radio. This is Chris Weidman, and I'm speaking to Wonderboy. Well, I'm sorry, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say Wonderboy. He just calls me Wonderboy. I just call you Wonderboy. No, yeah, you actually get really good at that, man. Well, you know, what's funny is I, I like, randomly, like, We'll talk about you, you know, to people that don't really know you. And I just, yeah. and I'll just be like, yeah, you know, Wonder Boy's doing this. Wonder Boy's, they're like, who is Wonder Boy? <laughs> like, I forget like how funny that sounds if you just take it out of context. <laughs> like just calling oh. someone Wonder Boy. Dude, <laughs> pretty so funny. Uh, speaking of Wonder Boy, I got Jack Black going to walk me out. Stop. No, he's, he, yeah, he's walking me is out. Break, is this breaking news? Is everybody it's breaking news? It's, it's coming at you first, man. Let's go. He's breaking yeah. news. Stephen won the boy Thompson. Breaking news. I won't back down. Radio <laughs> yeah. here. Let's go. Every Monday. Five, you got it before anybody time. else. 
wow, Jack Black is going to be walking you out. How many times have you actually like met him? Um, I only met him twice. First time was the FaceTime call. Remember that? Yep. Remember that was International Fight Week. I got to talk to him via FaceTime. And then he invited me and Sweet Tea to Wilmington, North Carolina to go to his concert. And I walked out on stage while he sang Wonder Boy. And we hung out before and after the concert. It was crazy. That is cool. How is he yeah. as a person? Is he like a uh, normal down to earth dude? No. And he's so he, he is like he he just like he is in the movies. Really? He's hilarious. Yes. Yes. He we literally chilled up before. They rocked out for like two or three hours. And then afterwards, we um we hung out afterwards. And Tony, of course, you know, Sweet Tea's got a got a got a got a belly on him. So they uh no offense had ordered us food and they were going over different concoctions that they make for the French fries, like mixes, mixtures of like condiments and stuff. Yeah. So Tony hit him with some knowledge. Oh, really? That, he brought something hit. to the table. So now yeah. they were impressed with you guys. They're like super, they're like, they're like best buds now. So how did that happen? Like, how did that like get put together where he's going to be now? Walk he, so he's walking you out as the song's going on. Is he singing it? Is he no, got like a mic gonna, in his hand? He may, he may like lip sing it or something, but I don't think he's going to sing it. No, no, he's not going to sing. He's going to walk me out. So we, while I was there, he's like, how cool would it be if you walk, if I walked out? To the to Wonder Boy as you walked out of your fires, that'd be so sick, blah, blah, blah. And then like uh like a few weeks ago, he had messaged me on uh Instagram. He's like, hey man, uh, is it cool if I walked you out? I was like, heck yeah, are you kidding me? He's like, I probably won't sing it because that takes rehearsals and stuff. And I was like, no worries. I I'd I would be happy if you were just at the fight, not even not even walking me out. And then you had to go through the like approval of the UFC and stuff like that because it's not that common that people get the ability to be walked out by you know a celebrity. Yeah, so I guess the the management they they took care of it from there. They made it happen. So he's walking me out, man. That is sick, bro. And it's it's this pile is, gas. At, like when you first found out you're fighting a fight night, I I just know how it is. It's like all right, cool, I'll main event of a fight night. But you like a lot of times the fight nights are like, eh, you know, like you're kind of like. The card is sometimes empty, you know, and you're yeah. on there. Not that many people are going to be watching, blah, blah, blah. But the one, this card is literally like a pay-per-view. It's yeah, crazy it, how stacked this card is. You're yeah. the main event. Everybody's going to be tuning in for you, you know, and, and to watch yeah. you. But they, you know, they have more reasons to tune in now. Right. Like, how cool is that, that you have, you know, you're going to have so many eyes on you. Such a big moment. You got Jack Black walking you out. Fighting and Kevin I, Holland, a good stylistic match matchup for, for you. It's crazy, man, because, you know, I haven't fought in a year. And for me to be main event in this one, this it, it was literally this time last year. Wow. It's the last wow. time I fought. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as me, but that's bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't I didn't hurt my leg like you did, man. I didn't snap my leg in half. Oh, but I, I did. I did. I had a collarbone issue and took a little while and just trying to find the right fight. And he wanted to, to, to fight, which was awesome. Glad he took it. And I was on his podcast a few weeks ago, which was cool, which is crazy. Yeah, you told me that. Tell me, like, how weird was that? We didn't talk about the fight at all. It was crazy. It was him and two other people. And we had just, uh, we talked about, like, you know, which MMA fighter would you go to a bar fight with? Or It's crazy stuff like that. We got into, you know, the new Black Panther movie and how he about got fought some Wakandans at the at Madison Square Garden, <laughs> which I was right there for. You were right there for. I love that he yeah. called them Wakandans. <laughs> <laughs> he told, that's what he that's how he described me. Called them Wakandans. I was like, all right. 
So I was like, wait, what is this? Like, like on set? He's like, no, at Madison Square Garden about, about Fatal Nair. I was like, there was Wakandans there? And I was like, what? Uh, but yeah, he about fought some people. And it, we just kind of hung out. You know, we didn't talk about the fight at all. It was, it was super cool. We talked about him being a superhero. You know, he literally back to back. He had saved somebody out of a burning car or a red car. Then he pulled some a gun out of a dude's hand that was trying to hold up a place. That's crazy. I like, yeah, I know. I was like, where did where? That's like a man's dream. Yeah. To, to to be like to be to do that. You know what I mean? I think about that stuff all the time, and it happened to him twice. I'm like, he come had on. the opportunity twice, but he rose to the occasion. He did. You know, like like we all we all want those things to kind of happen in the back of our head, so we can really like just <laughs> act appropriately and like save people. But the opportunities don't really come. How does no. it, that's crazy it's happening to him. I know. He must have been listening to some CB radio action or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a crazy card, man. Me and him are headlining it. Five, five in a rounds. You got Chewy Vasso on the card. You got Barbarina. You got RDA. You got – I think Derek Brunson pulled out. I think he got injured. But Eric Anders is fighting. So, it, I mean, it's a good card. Really good card. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Let's talk about Kevin Holland. Let's do it. Stylistically, the matchup. What do you see he's bringing to the table? Uh, obviously, he's more of a striker, but you tend to turn strikers into wrestlers. Like, do you see him shooting on you? Like, how do you see this fight playing out? In my head, in my head, I, I feel like at some point he will, but he's more of a, a defensive wrestler, defensive grappler. You know, he, he doesn't initiate the takedown. He usually waits for them to take him down. And then he looks for his guillotines and darces and stuff like that. But, you know, he's crafty. He's, he's, uh, he's crafty out there in the fight. He's not afraid to throw stuff on a whim, like a, some spinning kick or spin back fist. He likes to talk while he's out there. And he's, and he's tall and he's got, he's got range. Yeah. So he's got yeah. like an 81-inch reach, I, I believe. So he, he knocks a lot of guys out, I think, because he gets good leverage because he's always punching down on people because he's tall. But um, I think, I think you know, my movement, things like that, you obviously use my kicks. Um, it's going to be interesting having to navigate through his style mid-fight, I think, what, what makes this fight fun for me. How do you think you're going to deal with the talking during the fighting? Like, are you, are, do, you, do you plan on just having conversations back or are you going to stay quiet and just focus on your game? Like, how do you see you dealing with something like that? I don't know. You see, I, that's not the first time it's happened. Tyron Woodley did that to me the first time. That's he right. was talking to me. And then after that, after the Tyron Woodley fight, like everybody, everybody kind of talks to me now <laughs> while I spar. Bro. Everybody talks to me now while I spar. So it's not something I'm not used to. I mean, something I'm used to now, but. But It'll wait, just, well, not when you spar, but do they, even when you fight, right? Hasn't there a bunch, a bunch of people when you're in the fights after Tyron Woodley, guys have been talking to you, right? No, not really. No, it was just Tyron. Oh, Nobody else. It wasn't uh, Jeff Neal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jeff Neal, we chatted uh, in the octagon. He kept burping really loud. And I was like, what in the world? And he's like, oh, man, my stomach is giving me problems or something like that. That's and, then, and then 
And then uh, we get up against the fence. Oh, what happened? I don't remember. Uh, he had me. No, no. So he fell down. I think first round. I stepped on his foot. He falls down. And I was like, ah, you know, back up, you know. And then later on in the fight, I think it might have been third or fourth round. I ended up falling down. And he's like, you know what? He looked at me. He was like, you let me up. Respect, man. I'll let you back up. I was like, oh, I appreciate it, man. We like high fives and we kept punching each other in the face. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, and then there's the part where he had me up against the fence or something like that. And um, I forgot what happened. The, we, or he thought the ref said something. So he started to back out. I was like, no, and he, the ref was like, no, to keep fighting. So I, I put myself back on the cage because that's where we started those. from. And then yeah. he got back in position. He's like, oh, thanks. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> he started fighting. Bro, meanwhile, your dad's probably going nuts. Dude, you, right? what are you doing? Get Can't you back on the cage. cage right now. Screw him. Move on the boy. Oh, God. Oh, hey, if you're just tuning in, this is Won't Back Down Radio. This is Chris Weidman. And I'm speaking to Wonder Boy Thompson over here. What do you think of the welterweight division right now? We had Kamara Usman just get knocked out by Leon Edwards, so it kind of changed changed a lot of things. Uh, it's we stacked, got man. Chimaev possibly fighting Colby Covington. We got a lot of crazy things going. Like, what's your thoughts on the division? And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's crazy. They they uh, it's definitely heavy wrestler based right now. You know, you got Chamayev, got Colby, got Usman. It's good to see somebody that's known for his striking at the title. You got uh, Leon Edwards, yeah, who took down Kamara Usman, which has never been done before, I don't think, in the UFC. He took him down, controlled him the first round. And the guy just kept getting back up. His defense was awesome. And then for him to pull off that head kick, which was prime, because they were both fatigued. It was up in Utah, so the, the elevation was, was high. So it's just primed to set, to set that up. And I knew even fights before that, if he keeps ducking like that, he's going to, you know, I actually called it. I said, Leon Edwards is going to put him to sleep. I said that in one of my uh, YouTube videos, and he actually did with that same combination, left hand, left leg. You had and Leon Edwards winning that fight before the fight? You thought he was going to end up winning through heck? No, I, no, I, I figured on, on paper it would have been Kamaru Usman just because of his cardio, his takedown, his control. He's strong. Um, and I figured if Leon would win it, he would win it in that fashion. He would just have to knock him out. Like fifth round, though. Coming yeah. into the fifth round, after watching the four rounds. Uh, he would have season. to be tired. Yeah, but I'm saying when you were watching the fight, heading into oh. the fifth round, did you think Leon still had a chance of winning that fight? Did you think there was still that opportunity there? I mean, I, I thought there was all – because he didn't look – Leon didn't look that fatigued. The, I saw more fatigue out of Kamara Usman than I, than I saw with, with Leon because, you know, Kamara Usman was taking Leon down, but Leon kept getting back up and firing strikes. I was like, hey, the guy doesn't look tired at all. And I, I kind of saw uh, Usman's, like his defenses, his defense was a little slow. Um, his reaction started to slow down a little bit. He started to reach for the takedown, you know, wasn't in good range. He started to do crazy stuff. And that's when you, kind of see is like all right this is when it could happen like this is when he needs to take the shot yeah that wasn't going through my head but when i go back and watch it it was like perfect what's your thoughts on uh chamayev and you know being being able to still have the opportunity to go down to 170 even though he missed weight by so much like do you think he still should have that opportunity of fighting at, at welterweight or do you think they, they should force him up to 85 well man when you're when you're coming in weighing like almost i think like eight pounds heavy like come on that's crazy. And 
Uh, yeah, it, it's it's wild. And it's kind of like a cheat now. A lot of these guys that are lower ranked are doing that because they don't have to make that. They don't have to suffer like like his, your opponents do. And and if you're not suffering like your opponent, I feel like it's 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 a cheat. Like, yeah, I'm going through this dramatic cut. You know what I mean? And the rehydration uh, process along with it. And you're not even breaking a sweat trying to. Yeah. And you get these guys who will take that pay cut you know, because it's 20% of the purse to move up in the rankings, knowing that they're going to get a paid raise. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. Darren Till, he fought you. Yep. He ended up winning the fight, but he didn't make weight. He, I don't know what he missed by like two or three pounds. Uh, he was like four and a half, five pounds. He, he, so, he missed weight and then he had an hour to get it off. He comes back heavier. Yeah. So, and then you, and, and you're in a position where you go over to where in England again, Liver, Liverpool. So you're in Liverpool where he's from. You're the main event against their hometown guy. You yeah. end up like saying, you know what? I don't want to take this fight because the guy hasn't just suffered like I had you know, made myself yeah. suffer. And every time you put yourself through a weight cut, there's going to be, you know, there's ramifications for that. But because everybody's yeah. doing it, it's okay. But so he ends up not making the weight. He ends up winning. And then people just forget that he didn't make the weight by like four or five pounds. And it puts you in a weird position. Like it's hard to say no to a fight when you're such a big part of the card. The UFC's not right. going to be happy with you. The fans aren't going to be happy with you. But it's not fair for you because you're doing everything right. Right. And and if you look at the percentages, I forget what I don't know what they are now, but I remember like a year ago looking. The people that don't make weight, it's almost like 95% chance of winning that fight. Yeah. So these people will take a 20% loss on their on their, uh, you know, on their purse, a little loss, but then you have a, then you have a win and it's just like your career just keeps on going forward. Yep. He beat me. And then, then his next fight, he fought with the title. How crazy is that? Yeah. So he, he, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things that the UFC was trying to push him anyway, because, you know, Bisping was out Yeah, and needed somebody from that market. So they were pushing, I was number one. He, I think he was ranked number nine and I was like, at first, I was like, no, I'm not fighting him. I mean, you got guys that are ranked number two or number three that need to be fighting, and you got this guy for number nine. Why they get? Why does he get to jump? So it was like an agenda. I think UFC had an agenda. They wanted him to move up. Yeah, and then and then it's like, did you think it was a little weird that Shemaev, uh doesn't make weight? He trains with Darren Till. He doesn't make weight by like eight pounds. They train together. Do you think it's like one of those things where like, bro? Don't kill yourself anymore. Just don't make weight. Like, who cares? Let's win this fight, and you'll figure it out next time. Yep. That's what I, exactly what I think it, it, it was. And when he did make weight, he looked terrible. I mean, he, he won the fight, but it didn't look as, as strong when he fought uh, Gilbert Burns. Mm-hmm. He got knocked down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He, he started to fatigue in the third round. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think he... If it goes five rounds, if it's a five-round fight, I think it goes Colby. I think Colby could, could, could win it. His cardio is great. Yeah, but he's doesn't known for his cardio, yeah. Right. And Chemayev, if he does make weight, I think he'll lose because his cardio is not going to be there. Yeah. And if that was him, if he doesn't make weight, I'll say, nope, I, I will not fight him. Yeah. Even like a pound of Jill. doesn't matter. Like, he nope, doesn't make doesn't weight, matter. that's it. I'm not, I'm not yep. fighting. Put me with somebody else. I know. And then – and then the, even that the, there's a there's a there was talks about Chemayev fighting Pereira for the belt, yeah. just skipping everybody at middleweight. Meanwhile, his last fight he didn't even make weight. Yeah, and it's like man, it's just crazy how when the UFC gets behind somebody and they push them and they start marketing them, 
what that does, you know, with the fans and 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 Anything. pushing that fighter, like they could kind of do whatever they want. They're like whatever they all rule. There's no rules anymore. Nope, it's not. I mean, you were you remember the days with when the Vertita brothers were running it? Yeah. You know, it was it was all by the rankings, and now it's it's not. It's what the UFC gets behind. What's the fan? Whatever the fans want to see, or it's if you're popular, you know you can pretty much get what you want. I mean, uh, you know, Patty the Batty, that guy's everywhere. You know what I mean? All over social media. Um, Chamayev too, and can get whatever fight they want. Yeah, it was like, he had said something about him fighting Alex uh, Pereira, and it was all over all, this, all the MMA sites. All over. I know. With one little simple tweet. Yeah. The power you yeah. get, you get. It's crazy. Um, all right, man. Well, let's wrap this up now. I appreciate you coming on the show. Anytime. Yeah, it was, a, it was an honor. I keep getting these FaceTime calls, not like three in a row right now from somebody I don't know. And I don't know. It just keeps <laughs> distracting me. But um, yeah, I really appreciate you doing this. I'm excited for your fight this week. I think it's a great matchup with Holland. Thanks. And I uh, hope you get your hand raised. And I'm probably going to be there. Let's so, go. Um, Let's go. Appreciate so you, my you out friend. There. And let's do it again soon. Let's do it another time. A hundred percent. Do it again 100%. afterwards, after the fight. All right. MMA on Sirius XM is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Unlocking the Cage weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and MMA Today Tuesday to Thursday from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and on the SXM app. Serious XM Podcasts.